Welcome to week seven of Fantasy Dads. We are back, uh, taking a little hiatus, celebrating some wins, some losses, some uh, some health, some sickness. But we are back uh, on Thursday of week seven. Um, personally, coming off uh, coming off a, a not so great week uh, after three weeks of profitability. So trying to get back on the horse, trying to jump back into the deep end of the pool, to use a an eight year old metaphor. Um, but yeah, feeling, feeling good. Like the, like the slate and, uh, excited to break it down. How you guys doing, Matt? Well, how, how was your week six? Uh, yeah. Daddy Maddie in the house. Wah, 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 wah. Uh, <laughs> things went well. Uh, I, it's funny. I, I told everyone I knew about all of the game stacks that I liked, and then I didn't tell anyone about the Vikings game stack and they went off. Um, so in my head, I'm a genius. Everyone else thinks I'm a jerk. So, and that's all really that matters is in your head that you're a genius. So thing this week, I'm hoping that, uh, what I tout comes true as opposed to, uh, what, what I keep to myself. Uh, but we'll see how I go. I think that makes me a real tout now that that's how that happened. Um, how, how are you doing, Gil? Tout life. Um, I, I'm not great, not great mixed bag, mixed bag, but overall, losing I'm, I'm dabbling i got away from cash games for a little bit now i'm mixing in cash games as well which i like i realize i do like cash games even though it's very sharp these days and it usually comes down to like a 2v2 um the industry as a whole is just good it, there's you know hey we're we're part of it we're doing a free pod not that we have tons of listeners but there's so much good content out there so i don't know what the next like course correction is but people are sharp sometimes the the chalk isn't as chalky. Sometimes the sneaky play is chalky. So um, it's it's kind of cool, but I wonder uh, where everything goes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lead us in here with uh, the first. Oh man, the first game of the week, and maybe it is the game of the week. There's a few of these, but obviously as a Giants fan, I'm a little biased. Arizona at New York. Giants are a favorite of three points. Totals of 49 and creeping up. I think. Yeah, I think we're yeah, up I think to 55. 50. Yeah. yeah. This uh, this is an exciting game. Um, I think there's a lot to like, and I'm surprised. Uh, we'll start it off with Sa- Saquon Barkley, who there is no doubt in his mind he could handle a full workload. So, I mean, you cannot ignore Saquon. Um, David Johnson was a real slate breaker last week, throwing everyone off um, with his sort of injury. Maybe Edmonds was going to be chalk, and then Johnson plays, and Johnson crushes it. Um, I, you know, I'm going to go back to Daniel Jones this week. Um, He has disappointed the last three weeks, um, but let's put those weeks into context. He came on against Tampa Bay and was a slate breaker. He scored almost 40 points. And then against Washington, Giants won 24-3. He didn't have to do much. Uh, Minnesota, tough matchup. He struggled naturally. And then at New England with literally no one healthy, um, good luck with that spot. So hopefully people are a little afraid. I think Kyler is the obvious one to click here, but – um, I'm a heavy Daniel Jones and um, Evan Ingram, uh, you know, the, the, the flow chart, so to speak, tight ends against Arizona. Um, it doesn't always work. We saw Tyler Eifert, but when you throw in a really talented tight end like Evan Ingram, um, man, the upside is huge. Um, I, I don't know if there's a play I don't like, but I'll, I'll pass it over if you see something you don't like or there's something uh, sneaky here, Barsh. What, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think the, t- the total is, cre- is creeping up, um, you know, which is indicative of what I thought it would do. I think, you know, both defenses are pretty bad. 
interesting and good to see Patrick Peterson back on uh, the defensive side of the ball for Arizona. Um, you know, there are trade rumors, uh, but I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play well. I mean, he has been a proven cornerstone and, and cornerback in the league for uh, years now. So I think he still has it, is going to have something to prove. And I, I actually think this Arizona team is better than people are thinking. Um, you know, it's no secret Chase Edmonds getting more touches uh, and being more of a compliment back to David jo- David Johnson. So I don't love David Johnson at the price. I don't think he's fully healthy with that back. Um, you know, could be one of those candidates to have, a, you know, to kind of have a few plays, maybe something pops up in game. So I think there's going to be more of a timeshare there. If Christian Kirk comes back, I've got my eyes on him. Um, obviously want to monitor the health. Uh, but most of the focus is, um, I think, you know, on the giant side of the ball, I don't love Daniel Jones just because I love, I like other options at the same price point. But again, with points, he can get there. And there are some nice stacks there. He, given Saquon's ability to catch out of the backfield, you can certainly stack Daniel Jones, Saquon, Evan Ingram. Um, You could throw in Golden Tate there as he primarily plays out of the slot. And Patrick Peterson does not primarily cover out of the slot. So, you know, I I think Ingram, Ingram, Saquon um, with a little Daniel Jones are my focus. Probably won't really take a flyer elsewhere, not – feeling uh, Darius Slayton despite a uh, lower price point personally. Um, But I think this total is going to get up there. Could see this game being a shootout just as both defenses kind of suck. So have my eyes on on all sides of it here. Also really like Larry Fitz. His price has just been consistent uh, in that 6K range. I think he's at 6,100 this week. Uh, And and he, he might just get a ton of targets. And if this does turn into a shootout, especially if Christian Kirk is out, he, uh, he could be a really nice play. So like this game, like a lot of things here, and think you can do a lot of different things with it. Uh, Matt, what are you saying? Yeah, I mean, I started I started uh, the podcast loving the game, and now I hate it. Um, things, <laughs> things have changed over the last few minutes. Um, you know, if Kirk's out, I love David Johnson. I love David Johnson no matter what. He practiced today. I love him even more if Kirk's out. Fitz does nothing for me. Um, Tyler, you know, I think you, if you, I mean, if you think this game is going to be a shootout, um, you know, you can go Kyler or Danny Jones. I like Slayton only if you're going to be stacking the game, obviously Ingram, you can just plug and play. Uh, you know, I think, you know, even though, uh, Ooh, do we have the one doing all of the, uh, tight end guarding? I still think the way they're funneling passes tight end, it's hard not to take a tight end at this point. Tyler Eifert stinks anyway, so he's the one guy that sucks. So, um, you know, if you stack this game, I get it. Um, but I'm off the game. Off of it now, I say. Um, oh, anyone have anything else on this game? Uh, Sterling Shepard, I guess. he's. I don't think he's going to play. He did well. The limited parts have been in practice. But, um, you know, it opens up even more looks to Ingram or Golden Tate, potentially Slayton. Um, but we can move on. Uh, all right. Next game we got is uh, Houston and Indy. Uh, last I saw was I think Colts were favored by one. Um, the over under was around forty seven. Um, big thing there I think is Kenny Stills is back, uh, which doesn't really change much for Hopkins or Will Fuller. Uh, but it does. They were running a bunch of two tight end uh, sets recently, so Darren Felkins are are seemingly are going to get less looks. However, the Colts like to funnel the ball to the center of the field and it's like tight end city. Um, so like if you want to have a flyer with one of those tight ends, that's cool. Uh, I think people are going to be off the Texans this week just because of how expensive those players are. But, 
you know, if you want to, if you want to go Deshaun Hopkins, Fuller, and then like run it back with Ty, I think that's super cool. It'll be a low owned stack in the dome. Uh, hashtag could get fun. So uh, that's all I got on that game, Gil. Um, yeah, this is it's an interesting game. The Colts coming off a bye in Houston after a huge game last week. Um, maybe it's gut feel. I, I I don't I don't see it exploding, but I'm I won't be that surprised. You get Ty back in that dome, and I mean Hopkins. He's just so talented, and he just hasn't, outside of week one, um, gotten there. And the ownership is not decreasing, rightfully so, because we know what he's capable of. Um, Fuller, this is an example of how the industry sharp two weeks ago. He has just maybe the biggest game ever for a wide receiver, or top five. I forget where it landed. Um, and then his ownership's pretty low last week, and he dropped three touchdowns. So lucky for the people that didn't play him, unlucky for the few that did. Um, I'm not going to talk you off anyone there. I do kind of like Marlon Mack. Um, Houston's not terrible against the run by any means, but um, 6K and he's just – there's a game flow here where he gets 25, 30 touches and 100 yards and a touchdown, maybe a couple catches. Um, but I, I just sort of uh, – I see sort of a letdown spot here for Houston. Um, how about you, Scott? I mean, I think this is one of the most interesting games of the week. Uh, I think it's going to be very, very close. The spread is indicative of that. Indy opened at uh, minus two and a half, down to minus one with a lot of the money. Um, a lot of the money actually on Indianapolis, but a total of 47 and a half that hasn't moved. I mean, I think this is a, a 24-23 game, comes down to the last minute. Um, I, I think really the biggest thing to think about as you're going to play this, you know, I love kind of a, a Marlon Mack and then running it back with, with uh, Watson, Hopkins, put another player in there, whether it's Fuller, um, you know, don't over don't overlook that Carlos Hyde in the last two weeks has had uh, 26 rushes and 21 rushes um, doesn't do much out of the backfield. But at 4700, you can do a lot worse if you think the Texans are going to jump out ahead and are going to be, you know, going with the run script. Uh, you know, Hyde's going to get the touches. If you think they're playing from behind a flyer that I like is actually Duke Johnson. You know, I think that they're going to start to try and split up those carries. They're going to try and get him a little bit more involved. And if tech, the Texans go behind, he is kind of the obvious play where he can run the ball, but is obviously very dangerous in the passing game as well. So, you know, I look at this, I, re I think really as you're going to play them, there's not kind of one stable play that you play across the board, but you kind of pick and choose the stack that you like, depending on the game flow that you like. Um, and I see it going both ways. You know, I think you can play different complements to each other. Uh, I don't like Brissett, but I really do like T.Y. Hilton as well. Uh, he has notoriously done very well against uh, done, done very well against Houston. Um, you know, I think there's personally, as we've kind of talked over the, the past few weeks, um, I think earlier in the season, I went a little bit more on the full game stack, you know, four or five, even six players from one game uh, stacked in, in a, spe a specific lineup. I kind of got away from that the last couple of weeks. And so I'm going to be trying to go back to that. And I think this is one of those games where they play really nicely, even with some high salaries. Um, but yeah, Duke Johnson could be my kind of flyer if the, if the game flow plays right. Uh, and I really do like T.Y. Hilton, Mac, and then that Watson Hopkins combo. Hopkins has to have that game uh, that he just smashes in. It, it's got to be coming. So um Moving to Miami-Buffalo, probably the grossest game of the week. Uh, opened at Bills minus 16 and a half, has gone up to minus 17 when I last saw it with a low total of, of 39. Um, really don't think that you need to, 
you need to be told that the Miami Dolphins are really, really bad. Uh, we might be looking at the worst, one of the worst teams in NFL history. Um, I do think they're going to sneak a win or two in. I don't think they're going to go winless on the season, but I do not think this is going to be the game. Uh, Buffalo is just far, far better, much improved this season. Um, not that much I like here. Uh, Josh Allen's price is way up, uh, 6,500. You know, he might get, I think he's the king of staying somewhere between 14 and 21 fantasy points. Obviously not bad, but I, I don't think he's the guy that you need if you're, you're trying to win a, a large GPP. I think you go elsewhere. John Brown uh, is, is interesting as well, but I do think that both kind of from the, the line and the total, it's kind of just, it's screaming out. The Bills go ahead. They play good defense. They run the ball. That leads to Singletary and Gore. Both are priced up, so I don't love them uh, too much. But I will say that I do like uh, taking some flyers in the right spots on Singletary and Gore. I am not going to personally probably go put them in both both in one lineup, um, you know. But definitely have my pulse on on both of those guys. Think it's going to be a, a run script game. Uh, I would bet my bet of the week is that this is the first game to finish in the, the early slate of games. It will be the first game to be finished on Sunday, 1 PM games. That's my prediction. If I could bet that I would, it's unfortunately not bettable. Um, but yeah, Matt, what are you seeing? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing on Miami side. That is, it's so gross. Uh, you know, maybe, uh, now that Fitz is there, like maybe one of the wide receivers is, is decent, but like, that's just, that's really just silly. Uh, you know, if you want to go cheat codes and go Singletary Gore, that that seems okay. But um, with the prices up, fifty four and fifty two hundred, I don't know how great that is. But below Miami gives up thirty six carries a game to running back, so kind of split that up. Maybe it's like sixteen fourteen, and then like six for TJ Yeldon. So the carry should be there. Uh, the safe the safe move is maybe like Josh Allen and like uh, Bills defense if you're. You know, that could be a cash play. Bills defense should probably crush this week. Fitz might throw a touchdown. He's also might throw a touchdown to the Bills. So, uh, nothing on Miami. Don't be silly. Uh, how about you, Gil? Yeah, I'm not going to be guessing on Miami. Um, just, you know, enough said there. Um, I, 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 I can't ignore Josh Allen. I, I, it's not, I actually really like him. It's just kind of like uh, Barch talked about. It's more of a product of me probably liking other guys more. But there is a scenario where he absorbs all the touchdowns. Um, runs for two, throws for one or two, and it's it's just not out of the, the realm of possibilities. Um, they won't most likely they won't need him to do everything, but you know, come off the of bye, maybe they want to. You know, when when is they have they ever been this big of a favorite? Um, and actually, a real you know, not a real contender, but they're probably making the playoffs. Um, and maybe they want to throw a statement game here and just light them up. So, Allen's interesting. Uh, I'll just mention Dawson Knox because. Um, the usage, uh, the snap counts have increased every week. He was up to 72% in week five. Um, and I don't know too much about him, but at 3,300 at an awkward position, um, not against taking an Allen knock uh, stack and uh, fading the running game, but Singletary is kind of probably my, my the safe play. Um, not super safe because you're still guessing between Gore, but um, yeah, Buffalo D, 4,300. Before we move on, can I just say one thing? Doesn't this feel though, like if you take out any of the numbers, any of, you know, and you just go on narrative alone, doesn't this feel like that game where like the Bills 
are real, like they look good. They play well. They play, they play tight to new England. They've won every other game that they just like completely in bills fashion, just completely crash and lose to the dolphins at home. And you're like, fuck, we thought they were good. And then they just completely like, does it feel like that could be that game? Like there's nothing. Yeah, to prove I think, that, I, no, <laughs> the, the only thing, is, uh, the only pushback is like, yes, in theory, but Miami, I think Miami is the worst team we've ever seen. And they're coming off a bye. But like, I do get, yeah. In, in other scenarios, it's not as extreme. Um, yeah. I, I could see that, but this Miami ship is sinking, and now they're they were always incentivized to lose, and now it's you know it's clear that they should be losing. So, um, gross game though. Um, let's uh, let's keep moving along. Uh, we have Minnesota Detroit. Um, this total is sneaking down. Uh, opened at Vikings minus one and a forty five total. Now Vikings minus one and a half, forty three and a half total. Um, interesting game. Um, Detroit is so Detroit. They actually look pretty good this year, but brutal loss to the Packers, although not completely their fault. The refs really uh, F that up. Um, I like Dalvin the most. Um, I'm not really taking a leap there, but he's just so steady with his touches. Um, and I think I like it even a little more with there being some excitement around Cousins in that past game. Um, he was like the whipping boy for the first three weeks. He's the worst quarterback ever. They don't pass. And then boom, Thielen, and then boom, Diggs. Um, but this game sets up to me as a Dalvin game. Um, I think he should just eat. Um, I I don't love too much else. Um, Hawkinson fully healthy. Um, I want to say middle of the field is a is a better place to to go against uh, Minnesota. Um, but I don't know. I'm not going to be playing Detroit players really. Galladay's a beast, but I don't see it here. Um, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that Minnesota, you know, the line is moving towards Minnesota started as a pure pick, um, short week for Detroit after the Monday night heartbreaker that they really were screwed out of, uh, two, you know, hands to the face calls on Trey Flowers. I mean, they, they did get screwed there and, and in a division game on the road, uh, it, it's tough. It's tough to swallow. And honestly, I kind of think it's going to be a little bit of a letdown game. The one thing I will say, though, is that the money has moved. Uh, it, the money is on Minnesota, both on the spread and the money line. And, and the line's pushed up to Minnesota minus one and a half, which is also a little bit, uh, I think, due to their, uh, you know, the, the, how they've looked the last couple weeks. You touched on it. Passing game is starting to click. I mean, they should have a, a well-rounded team. I think this game is going to play out kind of ugly, a little bit more defensive. Uh, Minnesota is going to do what they do and try to control the pace through the running game. You know, I do think that we're going to see over the next coming weeks after he's had a, a good start to the season. I think Alexander Madison is going to get more touches. I'm not going there for DFS purposes, but I do think it's going to play into the Dalvin narrative. Um, you know, Dalvin, it's no secret. He's been very, very heavily, heavily worked in the first few weeks of the season. I think as they we look forward, they're going to try and run the ball a lot, but lessen those carries. And there's going to be a little bit more of a, of a timeshare to kind of see what they have in Madison, minimize the, uh, the workload for, for Dalvin. Um, there, to be honest, there's not much I'm really liking here. I've seen some, uh, some positive vibes about Kenny Galladay and, and his price and, and high upside there. Uh, I, I have no problem taking, taking a flyer on that. I do think Minnesota's defense is legit. Their secondary is still very good. Um, so I'm not, it's definitely not a, a heavily weighted spot for me on Galladay. Uh, I also think that uh, Adam Thielen is an interesting play. I think we're going to start to see more and more him reverting back to last year's form after they've had some success in the passing game. 
Um, people forget what a torrid, ridiculous start to last year he had. Um, and obviously the, the issues of, of early season this year are well documented, but I think we're going to start to revert back to that. So really the only thing that I'm kind of seeing here or looking at here is maybe a couple of feeling lineups to have some exposure. I also might go to a carry on Johnson lineup, but I'm probably going to stay away from, uh, from, from cook, probably going to stay away from digs, either of the passing games to personally don't really love Hawkinson. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll have some carry on just because his price is still low and he is still seeing uh, such a large, um, you know, a touch, touch share. So uh, not really a great game for me. Not, not crazy about it from a DFS perspective or gambling perspective. I think it's going to be close. So Matt, what are you thinking? Yeah. Uh, all I like is Delvin. Uh, I want really no part of anyone else in this game. If you want to take either defense, it seems reasonable. I feel like, uh, you know, both these defenses playing pretty well. Um, you know, Galladay's fine, but really I don't, I don't, I don't really want anything from this game besides Dalvin, although I do plan on having lots of Dalvin. So uh, moving on to the next game, uh, Oakland Green Bay line opened, uh, I think Packers by seven and now it's down to five and a half and the over under is now up to 47, I think. So things are trending upwards there. Um, Packers, I currently, uh, Aaron Rodgers has no one to throw to, I think as of right now, Jimmy Graham, Devontae, uh, Marquez Valdez, Valdez out, Geronimo's out. Um, I guess who's the number one? Kumaro, I guess. Well, the big one is um, Lazard. Um, after the game on Monday, Rogers came out and was like keeping praise at Lazard, like left and right, and actually told them to put him in the game. And next thing you know, he, he's catching the game-winning touchdown. Um, he could. I mean, I don't know if you're if you're into Aaron Rodgers. I feel like you got to get some Lazard out there. Um, I, I, I liked Aaron Jones, uh, going into Monday and then he had like a, just an awful game. He had a, a big fumble. He dropped a wide open touchdown and then Jamal Williams had like the game of his life. So I don't love him anymore. Uh, I mean, you could throw, throw him in your lineup and, and hope, you know, he doesn't fumble the ball. Um, but they're definitely leaning on Jamal Williams a lot right now on the other side. Uh, you know, what's his face? Darren Waller just resigned a, uh, signed long-term for Oakland. He's, you know, he just gets fed targets all day. I have no problem playing Waller. Tyrell Williams, I think, is still out for the, the Raiders. So not much I like there. If you think the Raiders actually take a lead here, then Josh Jacobs is in play. But otherwise, unfortunately, he's totally game, game script dependent at this point. What do you think, Gil? Um, yeah, I like Josh Jacobs. Um, Raiders coming off a bye and Raiders off to a much better start than anyone predicted. Um I'm not buying it necessarily, but um, I think it's fun to uh, hate on Gruden and the Antonio Brown stuff. And um, maybe they're just a mediocre team, not a terrible team. Um, I um, I like Jacobs, but, you, you know, he is game flow dependent. Um, but I do see a scenario. This isn't a weird – it's a weird game, and the line has jumped down a point from six and a half to five and a half. Um, but just definitely a lot of guesswork. Uh, Jacobs and Waller are my only plays on the Oakland side. And on the Green Bay side, we obviously have to see how this wide receiver course shakes out. But um, Devontae's probably out. Um, Valdez, they're, they're all they're all banged up. Uh, yeah, no one truly healthy. So Lazard's the minimum. I mean, it's a leap of faith, but he looked good for the <laughs> the quarter that uh, Rodgers forced him in there. Um, it, yeah, I don't know how the points get there this game, but 47 total. Um, I don't love it. What do you, what do you think, Scott? I mean, I think that my take on this is uh, it's going to probably 
be a large determinant on whether it's a successful or unsuccessful weekend. Um, it's weird. I mean, the, the total, you, you know, obviously the, the line has gone down from seven to five and a half, uh, points have gone up from 46 to 47, you know, obviously that does kind of read that Oakland is probably expected to do a little bit better than, uh, you know, the public's expecting them to do a little better than, than we would have thought. Um, personally, I love a couple plays in this. I, I love Darren Waller, uh, with no, with, Tyrell Williams out still. It looks like he's going to miss a, another game. They really have no one at receiver, especially no one that really knows the system very well. Waller has proven and shown that he uh, can take on a large load, pun intended. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, but no, he, I mean, he's the guy, he's the focal point of the offense right now. And especially it, it's kind of, you know, it doesn't really depend on game scripts, right? If, if Green Bay goes ahead, they have to throw to him because there's no one else to throw to. If they are, you know, to, to be, to, if they're going to be playing from ahead, they probably have to throw to him to, to get in the end zone. So I think I like Oakland. I like him. I like Waller and I like Jacobs. They're both at low price points. There's going to be points there. Jacobs is game script dependent and there are a few other options there, but you know, he is looking at 15, probably a minimum of 15 touches a game uh, and at 5k, that's not, that's not bad. I think you can do a lot worse. And then he does have that game where, kind of has like a Marlon Mack type feel where if they go ahead, you know, you could see Jacobs touching the ball 25 plus times, uh, especially as a rookie. Uh, so, you know, really like both of those plays, have them in a lot of lineups and they're going to be part of my core on the green Bay side. I really just don't like anything. Um, I do think, you know, if you wanted to take a wild flyer, you know, there is a chance that this game kind of gets, you know, plays on the over green Bay plays from behind or, or even plays from ahead and Rodgers kind of goes crazy, and you can pair Rodgers with some really low-priced options, which doesn't often happen. Um, and as we've seen with many other guys in the in the past, hello, Jeff Janis, uh, he can make really, really average to below football players look incredible. So, you know, a Rodgers, Lazard, Kumaro stack, or even a, you know, Lazard, it, I mean, it's crazy and gross to say, but there's really a lot of things that you can do with you know from a stack perspective and then run it back with Waller run it back with Jacobs uh if this point goes you know if the total goes over um and, and then you have some money to spend on some other high price guys in other games so uh don't love it but at the same point can see can see how there's some interest there moving over to Jacksonville Cincinnati I think this probably has the chalkiest play of the week, which is Leonard Fournette. Uh, since he's run defense is kind of hand in hand with Miami for being the worst in the league. They are not good. Uh, there's not really a way to spin that and, and turn it. Um, and Leonard Fournette gets 20 to 25 plus touches a game. So, you know, I think Leonard at 7K is going to be the absolute chalk, probably above 30% in almost any tournament you play on DraftKings. Uh, you know, I, I just, I see him getting the touches really the question comes down to whether or not he hits value and how hard he hits his value. Um, you know, I think I'm going to probably have a lot of weight there. Uh, but basically how that happens is going to depend and, and affect the entire slate. If he goes off, you obviously you need him. If he doesn't, you, you don't. So he's going to be kind of the determinant. Um, but I also like, uh, I like Minshew a little bit. Uh, I like Chark against a, sh a shitty secondary for Cincinnati. Um, you know, clearly Chark and Minshew have had a rapport, so I think you could stack them. You could probably throw Fournette in there too as he's been doing uh, some some catching out of the backfield. Also, the scary thing is, is that I actually like a few guys on the Cincinnati side. Um, 
I, it's really disgusting to even mention Joe Mixon, uh, but you have to think at one of these games, he's they're going to get ahead and he's going to touch the ball 20 times. He's proven that he can be successful in previous years, not this year. Um, but again, that creates this disgusting narrative of you keep going back to the well and he keeps burning you. So, you know, he's scary. I do really like Auden Tate. Uh, I've heard about him on a few other <laughs> A few other sites. I think he's clearly getting target share. Matt was on him uh, three weeks ago, two weeks ago. You know, he he's loved him, and I'm starting to see the value of Auden Tate. He's still at that 4,500 uh, 4,500 price point. And Tyler Boyd also. Tyler Boyd has had double digit targets in all but one game this year. Uh, AJ Green looks doubtful and is not going to return this week. So you know, scary in a scary way. I, I like a lot of things in this game. Um, and of course, it, that means it's going to probably end up being a six to three game and, uh, you know, going to blow up the week. But, uh, you know, like Fournette, like some of the Jags guys and then do like Tate, uh, Tate Boyd and then a little mixing, a little mixing mixed in. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It could burn me. But but that's what I'm thinking, Matt. Yeah, I, I strangely enough kind of see what you're seeing. I, I think this game could be like a mini shootout. Uh, I just the weird thing is like, you know, the line's only like two or three right now, so they're expecting a close game. Uh, Cincinnati's defense is terrible. Chark has been awesome all year. Didi is just like waiting to explode. Fournette should run all over them. Like Minshew's so accurate. On the other side, you know, I don't love Cincinnati's weapons, but you know, Jacksonville's defense is just not as good as it was with Jalen Ramsey. I know Ramsey's been out for a few weeks. Um, but even so, it's still just not as good. Um, I, I can't see myself actually playing anyone outside of DJ Chark. Or sorry, uh, besides Fournette, uh, maybe DJ Chark is the only other guy I'm actually probably ends up in my lineups. But, you know, if you told me this game ended up like 28-27, like I fully believe that because it just, just has that weird feel to it with a weird line and everything else. Uh, uh, it's got weird all around is, is what I'm trying to get at here. Um, Gil, what, what do you think? Yeah, there's, there's a, yeah, it's easy to kind of like a lot of things here and then step back and say, wait, it's Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Um, I really like the name Leonard in general, um, and I like Fournette's spot this week. Um, it's a nice spot at Cincinnati. He's just the, the, the carry, the touch count is just out of this world. But you guys already said it. I think the amazing leverage play is going to Jacksonville's pass game. Um, everyone will look at Chark with a number, a red second next to his name in a bad week last week and uh, I don't think people will click that name so I like Chark a lot um, and I like Boyd a lot on the other side of the ball um, just the he's top top five or top three and in, in I think market share um, for targets um, he's shown he's he's capable of that game he's done it twice this this year 10 for 122 and then 14 or 10 for 123 and a touchdown um, you may need him this week um, and I also uh, don't mind either D. Actually, Bengals, uh, I, I could see Bengals being kind of popular at 2100, um, even though they're just not a good D. But the price point and the – there's just – it's just a weird, weird game. I won't be surprised by much. I, uh, yeah, you could stack it, but I'll probably, you know, pick and choose guys for certain teams. Um, but I think we can move on. Um we got the Rams uh, Rams at Atlanta. Uh, this seems like it should be fun on paper. Um, we The total's up to 55. Wowzers. Uh, Rams are minus three favorite. 
Um, man, Atlanta, it just, they seem like the team that everyone just gets wrong. They shouldn't be this bad, but there's uh, the D is horrific. Matty Ice just lights it up every week. Um, it's, it's kind of a play everyone game, but um, I think, you know, we need to figure out how this Rams running back situation shakes out. Um, Henderson looks super talented. And like, if he is, you know, if, if Brown misses or if Gurley's limited, or I mean, if somehow they both miss, I mean, he's, the mega chug at 3,500, but I think he's going to be in play no matter what, um, but just might be very risky depending on who's healthy. Um, uh, man, uh, Julio and DeAndre, I mean, Julio's done a little bit more, but he still hasn't exploded, exploded. Um, I'm not going to talk you off him this week. Um, the Rams put up such a stinker against San Fran, but people are obviously going to go back to this well in this dream matchup. Um I like both quarterbacks. I like, you know, I like all the receivers. I, I, I you know, I guess the slight contrarian me will, you know, I'm going to give Cooks a look. Um, they haven't hit him at all this year. They've had no time in the pocket. Um, and that shouldn't be a problem against Atlanta, who just can't pressure the quarterback. And his price is 5,400. I think we've all forgotten um, just what this guy's capable of. He could be a slate breaker in the same way Stefan Diggs was last week. Um, very talented guy that's done nothing up until this point. Um, Top Woods. Ridley, you know, I I don't think you need to get too in depth here. Austin Hooper, lot to like here. Um, what do you what do you see, Matt? Yeah, or it's Matt, Matt and me. I'll take. I'm taking this. I'm I want it. Go for running it. with it. Run, I'm run. Feeling run it. Forever. I'm feeling good. I'm like a I'm like a gazelle running through the Serengeti. Uh, I love that. So yeah, you gotta love the gazelle. So uh, you know the line the line in the total. Uh, you know the total's gone from fifty two and a half up to fifty five. I think that tells you what you need to know about the game flow. Um, you know, the Rams, <clears throat> Matty Ryan, Matty Ice is, is good when it's, when he's at home or it's, uh, he's on turf. Uh, Jared Goff is good in a controlled environment or at home. Um, I think this game is going to be a shootout. The public thinks it's going to be a shootout, but I think it is actually going to be a shootout. And like uh, Adam said, there's going to be a lot of different plays. And really this could be the game where, you have to stack it and it's just going to be a matter of getting it right. Right. Do you go Matt Ryan with Julio uh, Ridley Hooper? Um, you know, they're all in play. I, I don't go to Sanu just cause you know, he's never going to put up that massive game that you need at 4,600, but you know, Ridley can Julio can Hooper can uh, Devonta Freeman has been getting a huge touch share. Um, and I think you can go back to him. Edo Smith is just not, Really, he's not for me, not my cup of tea, uh, you know, and then on the Rams side, you can run it back with any one, any number of the players, right? I think a golf, you know, I saw that golf is projected at two to 4% ownership on DraftKings on fantasy labs. I think that's wildly low. I think he'll be above 10%, but I do think he's a little bit contrarian um, and, and you can stack him in a number of ways, right? You can go certainly Cooper cup, who's just been a machine this year. Uh, Woods cooks is probably the best value. But I've kind of found that whenever the Rams, you know, whoever that, that value guy on the Rams is, it's usually not the guy that, that crushes. Uh, Gerald Everett's even on my, tar- on my radar. Uh, I'm not looking at Gurley or um, Malcolm Brown, but if Daryl Henderson plays, he's clearly a pass catching back. And if he is kind of their go-to guy, I think he, you know, that changes almost the entire slate because then he emerges as value his ownership spikes. And then that gives you a lot of, a lot of money to spend on, on other things in this game and other games. So uh, watching and monitoring that very closely, 
Uh, if he plays, I think you'll have to be very high ownership on, on Henderson and, you know, Gurley and the other guys are out. So watching that uh, and just going to be playing with a lot of different stacks here. Uh, and you can do it pretty affordably, right? If you keep Julio out, the Atlanta side isn't too pricey. Uh, if you keep Cooper Cup out or even if you keep him in, you can still do it without letting it get, get away from you. So I think how you play this game is going to be what determines uh, your success uh, on the weekend. I, I think it's, it's probably the, the most pivotal game uh, for the entire slate in, in terms of how it affects and plays out. So um, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, earlier in the week, this was my game of the week du jour. Game du jour. Um, yeah. And uh, it makes me sad that everyone likes it now because, you know, when you're taking notes early in the week, you're like, oh, I've got the, I've got the key to the castle. You know, the castle will have my name on it after this week because I will stack the Rams. I will go back to the, the grossness of Jared Bartholomew Golf and – stack that every which way and I will take all of the monies and now it seems like other people's will try to take some of the monies as well um and that that's not for me um I think you know uh you said you know Jared Goff's ownership looked at two percent of fancy labs I'm seeing nine percent of rotor grinders so probably something in there um but still like you know this game obviously looks like a shootout Daryl Henderson plays I think that changes a lot of Things, uh, the one guy I feel like you should have in your lineup this week is Calvin Ridley, specifically if Jalen Ramsey is playing and going to guard Julio. Uh, obviously, Julio could still have a massive game, but Ridley could be the guy overlooked here um, after everyone stacks the Rams and then comes back with Julio. So uh, Ridley and Hooper are some good guys there. Uh, but I, I think it's funny how just things happen. Like you asked me yesterday, I would have stacked this game 75 different ways. Now with, you know, the latest ownership projections, I'm going to stack it like eight different ways. So, uh, you know, I have to turn my, my thoughts elsewhere. But um, uh, the, the final game of the one o'clock slate is the biggest. I'm going to say this. It's the biggest narrative of the weekend. It is the Kyle Shanahan get revenge for your father game. Um, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan and his dad, Mike used to work for the Redskins. They both were fired together as family. Um, and now the undefeated Niners go into Washington and they are going to just, uh, as a former colleague of mine, uh, Dwayne Johnson would say, layeth the smacketh down uh, the lines. Uh, this can't be right. Is the line only four and a half? Or am I just... No, it's nine, nine, and, nine, and, a half, nine and a half. Uh, my nines look like fours. That's what it is. Cheap. Uh, yeah, so, and the uh, over-under, it's opened at 43, now at 43 and a half, now it's 41 and a half, so this is just going to be an absolute niner beatdown. Normally, people don't like teams going from the West Coast to the East Coast, but I am not that concerned. Someone I love is Tevin Coleman. Uh, since he's come back, he's getting all of the red zone looks. Uh, Matthew Breda, or Matt, I don't know why I got so formal, Matt Breda, no longer is getting those all those carries. It's kind of like what the Chargers are doing with Eckler and Melvin Gordon. It's kind of gross. Uh, but Tevin actually looks good. Uh, if you want to go Jimmy G, sure, why not? Uh, Dante Pettis is a guy. Uh, he, had, he was tackled twice last week, uh, I think inside the five. Uh, so, I mean, you know, if he gets in, his numbers are completely different. Um, the Washington side, like, if you want to go with Scary Terry, or I guess he I guess he actually said he doesn't like that nickname. So if you want to go with F1, you know, knock yourself out. 
Otherwise, uh, I don't like anything there. Niners defense is probably going to be a fun one, too. Uh, what do you think, Gil? Um, I think my favorite play is Pettis. Um, snap count is rising and rising. He's, he's super talented. Some just weirdness coming into this year, um, needing to sort of prove himself or um, some drops didn't look good. Um, but we're, you know, he started week one, he played 3% of snaps, 49%, 42%, 63%, and now we're up to 72%. Um, look, the San Fran team is, the defense is for real, but uh, I, I still, you know, you pull 100 people, I don't think anyone's picking them to win, not literally anyone, but uh, the Super Bowl, that is. I, it, they're going to have to uh, figure out something in the passing game a little more than they have. Um, I would be guessing to say, oh, we have an easy matchup, let's do it this week. I don't know, it could happen. Um, I don't think Jimmy G is necessarily amazing. I do think he's good enough to lead this team. Um, but I think Pettis, um, I'm going to try and be early on him. I think he's going to going to have a game uh, one of these weeks. Um, I don't I don't like the Washington side. Um, I just don't see it. Um, Kittle, Kittle's expensive. Um, he's held out of practice Wednesday. I don't think I'm going there either. San Francisco D, you don't really need to say much about that. Um, what do you got, Scott? Yeah, I, I think, you know, the the wild – I mean, I'm seeing over 90% of the money is on the under. Uh, it's moved from 43 to 41 and a half. I think that's pretty indicative of what people are seeing, where it looks like the trend is going. The San Francisco defense has been very good. I resent and think it's a little bit ridiculous how gaga people are going for uh, going, you know, talking about their defense. Um, all I've heard is best in the NFL, best in the NFL, best in the NFL. I think Chicago, I think New England, how they say they've been better than New England is pretty crazy, but um, they're clearly good. I mean, they're, they're back. Jimmy G hasn't overly impressed me, but he hasn't had to thus far. He's been good enough. Um, you know, I think their running game is solid. They're a good all around team. Kyle Shanahan is a good coach. He was a good coach with Atlanta when he left the Falcons as their offensive coordinator, you can see where that team has gone. Uh, you know, they're kind of in a downward spiral. So I think he is genuinely a very good coach, but I am with kind of with both of you in that I think San Francisco is getting a little bit too much love. I think this is the, uh, you know, this is absolutely the place where the narrative of the team from the West coast coming East coast plays out. I don't think necessarily that Washington's going to win, but I think that it is going to be closer than the experts predicted. And it wouldn't surprise me uh, if we did see a Washington, very surprised victory. Um, so I think one, I'm taking Washington. That's my pick of the week is to take nine and a half. I'm even hoping that the line's going to go up to 10 and wouldn't be surprised if it does just because there is a lot of money on, on San Francisco. Having said that, uh, Washington defense at 1,700, they haven't shown me anything that proves this, but I just don't think the San Francisco offense is that dynamic right now. I think they're relying on their defense. I think this game is going to play more defensively, and I kind of like the Washington defense because of that. I think it's just a, a potential stumble spot for San Francisco. Um, and, and, again, maybe I fall into that trap, but at 1,700, you can do a lot worse, and that opens up so much uh, from a lineup perspective on the offensive side. Uh, in a week where I just don't love that many defenses with the exception of maybe Buffalo uh, and maybe Chicago, uh, but Washington on, on the cheap side, I, I really like, don't like any position players. Don't think I'll have exposure to any of them. Even if Peterson uh, and Chris Thompson are out, I don't think I'll even take a flyer on, on Wendell, Wendell Smallwood, um, not Bigwood. So uh, yeah, just, just not loving it. 
Moving to Chargers, Tennessee. In Tennessee, the Titans uh, have taken a little bit of a, a – they, they pushed ahead from starting as a pick. They're now a two-point favorite. The Chargers have very clearly been one of the most disappointing teams of the, of, of the year. I've read, uh, you know, I've, I've put some money on them on multiple games and just been absolutely burned. They suck. I don't like them. I don't like Phillip Rivers. I really never have. I respect that he has magical sperm where he can just pop out a new child every year. But I just don't think that I, I think he's kind of over the hill. However, having said that, there is nothing that I like on the Tennessee side because it's too unpredictable. Tannehill is a huge variable. Maybe he passes more. Maybe, you know, he's also kind of a running quarterback. Don't like anything on Tennessee. This is the week. You heard it here first. Melvin Gordon will get 15 plus touches. He will get in the end zone. He will crush his 5,900 price point, And he will be the player that you need to win big on the site. Making the prediction, going all in on it. Don't like Eckler. Think the Chargers are going to get Melvin the ball and make a conscious effort to run the ball and establish the run from the start. Uh, he's going to have a huge game. I think they're going to run away with it. Keenan Allen is an interesting play. Uh, his salary has come down. He's still always capable of having those massive, massive games. So I do like some Keenan Allen as well. Probably not going to go there with Hunter, Hunter Henry, even though he had such a great game. But I think this is a good opportunity to fade him on the, on the cheaper side. I do like Waller for about 700, 700 more. So looking at the Chargers, even though I hate them, I'll probably get burned again. But Melvin is probably my all-in and my most bullish play of the week. And I, I might be alone there, but that's my thought. Matt, do you agree that Melvin has the week this week? Tell me. Tell me yes. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I I think it's. I mean, he could. He could be the guy. I don't know. Uh, I just he's looked like shit so far. Uh, and they're like, the good news is like they're forcing the ball down his throat, even though Eckler looks like such a better back. Um, I have no problem with you playing Melvin though. I mean, that seems reasonable. Uh, the one guy on that side. I mean, <clears throat> Titans. It, I mean, they should be able to keep the game like very slow paced. Uh, Mike Williams seems like a game, like a game is coming for him. Uh, he's like leading the world in like ADA right now. I think he had like three passes last week over like 40 yards that were either like just overthrown or there was one thrown to his wrong shoulder. He had to do like a, like a triple axle to try to catch it and he didn't catch it. I think a big game's coming on the Titan side. I like Derrick Henry there. I said it. It's what everyone was thinking. And I said it, uh, Chargers defense is is not great against the run. I feel like with with Tannehill under center, uh, speaking of establishing the run, they're gonna they're gonna force feed uh, Henry right now. I mean, they were getting smoked last week, and they still gave him 15 carries. Now he only rushed for 28 yards, which is hashtag bad. Uh, but I like Derrick Henry. I also like I can see myself just like I'm definitely gonna throw in a Titan stack that's like Tannehill, AJ Brown, and Corey Davis, and then I'm gonna go vomit. But, like, I don't know. Tannehill, uh, I did something recently. Look at Tannehill's stats for his career. Uh, they're, they're, they're good. I'm going to say it. they're good. I'm shocked he was backing up uh, this loser Mariota. Uh, the Titans season may be turned around. Uh, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, things are looking up in Smashville. Uh, Gil, who do you agree with me or the Melvin Gordon believer? I'm, I'm, I'm team uh, I'm team Matt here. I, I like the same sort of things that you do. Uh, Mike Williams, that 
Um, he's just – he's a beast. He's going to he, – I think he, he could be a great receiver, big picture. Um, in the targets the last two weeks, 13 targets, 10 targets. And they're play, they were playing from behind, so they needed to air it out. Uh, I'm just not so sure they're, they're not going to be playing from behind here again. Um, I like Derrick Henry, too. I think they have to try and lean on him um, unless game flow gets out of hand and they need to pass, pass, pass. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know, if, if Melvin hits, Scott, it's going to be a hell of a week for you. Um, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Um, I just don't like the vibe. It's not, and I don't blame Melvin for holding out. This, these whole, these running back situations are just so sticky, but just a bad sort of cloud looming over the San Diego team. Um, I don't love them. Um, yeah, Henry's week last week was impressive. Um, coming back from injury, eight for 102. Wowzer. Um, on a showdown slate. Um, I'm not going to argue with Hunter Henry. Uh, I didn't think he was going to play a full allotment of snaps last week, and he's really good. He's just always injured. So um, defenses are both priced around the same. I don't love this game. It's weird. Um, but I guess Henry and Mike Will are my plays. Um, moving along to a actually a very fun game, the, the, the last fun game of the week. There's one more game other than this, but um, Baltimore at Seattle. Wow. Um, I think the total is 50.5, and we have a three-point spread. Um, very interesting game. Huge test for Lamar. Um, Lamar has just eaten when it's been bad uh, competition. Um, can't hold that against him because that's not easy at, uh, by any means. But um, he, when he's been tested, it hasn't, uh, hasn't been bad from a fantasy perspective, but from a real-life perspective, it hasn't looked pretty. Um, Seattle's D isn't that great, though. It's, it is tough to go there and play, generally speaking, whether he's affected by that. Um, and Russell Wilson um, is looking like the MVP of the league. Um, I think both these Baltimore Seattle have those like defensive feels just naturally as football fans. If you watch enough, like that's kind of their identity, but that's not the case this year. So um, I like, uh, you know, I like Lamar. I like Russ. Um, I like Chris Carson. I, I don't think I'll play Ingram again this year. Um, Tyler Lockett, Metcalf. Um, that's kind of where I'm looking. Uh, Will Disley injury hurts them, but I'm not going to go to Luke Wilson. He's just not the same player. Um, Andrews always in play seemingly. Um, yeah. What do, what do you guys think? Uh, what, do, what do you got? Yeah. There, Scott? I mean, I, I like, uh, I like Metcalf a lot. I think, you know, this is probably going to be, uh, it's obviously going to be the, the game of the late, the late slate uh, chance for a lot of points. 50 and a half starting total. Uh, it is up to, or it's actually down to 48. So the line is sliding down in the total. Um, I mean, I think that this game is just going to play pretty quickly. I think there's going to be a lot of running, not going to be as much passing, but you know, we've seen that situation where if the Ravens can jump out ahead uh, on the road, Russell can have one of these games where he just goes ridiculous and, you know, 400 yards running for 50, you know, it, he, he really has that opportunity to smash. I think uh, there's a good chance that he ends up being the highest owned quarterback on the slate this week. Um, you know, look, Lamar, you can't shy away. If Hollywood doesn't play, it hasn't looked good. I don't really know where he goes or who he, who exactly he throws to other than Mark Andrews. Um, you know, Tyler Lockett's going to get the Marlon Humphrey treatment, uh, which has been some bad treatment for the most part. He is a pretty solid quarterback. I'm not going to put him in that top five. Uh, I don't know if, if all of you guys noticed, but I did actually come at Jalen Ramsey when Adam Sheffer called him the best corner in the league. Uh, because I think that's ridiculous. I don't think Marlon Humphrey is there yet. 
but I think that he's getting there. And uh, he is a really solid lockdown quarter, uh, corner, feel, fearless. So I think Lockett's going to be held in check, but I think it opens up opportunities for uh, for Metcalf, especially in a, in a position where there's going to be some, some points scored. Don't like Mark Ingram, never like Mark Ingram, which probably means it's going to be a Mark Ingram week. Uh, and then Chris Carson, I mean, I, he – He's getting the target share. It wasn't that long ago that we were wondering if he was going to be benched because of his fumble problem. Um, I know uh, Rashad Penny was out last week, which led to his massive target and, and carry share. But, uh, you know, I think he's going to still touch the ball a lot. Not really sure where I want to go here. Going to play with a couple stacks. Uh, you know, the good thing with both quarterbacks is you don't need to go, you know, double, double or triple receiver um, and complement to, to stack them. You can kind of go with them alone because of their running ability. So, like Russ, really like Metcalf uh, in kind of what could be a breakout game uh, and probably will have a little exposure to Lamar. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just kind of a weird, weird game to me. Not, not crazy about it because I'm just not seeing it. Um, but obviously it could be an exciting one and it'll be fun to watch. I want you guys to close your eyes for a minute and just picture something, okay? You have Tevin Coleman go for 100 and a touchdown. You're at 20, 22 points. You have Alan Lazard go for you know, four <laughs> catches, 85 yards. You're at 12, 12 and a half points there. Cooper Cup goes for a buck 20 and a score. And then you have Bill's defense get you 15 to 20 points. And then you have this game stack sitting at 425. Your pants are off and you are ready to go. You're sitting in prime real estate to win the Millie Maker. You take your Lamar or you take your Ross. You flip a coin. You take Chris Carson. You do not take Ingram. You're an idiot if you take Ingram. You take Lockett. You take Metcalf. If Hollywood's healthy, you give some Hollywood. If he's not healthy, Mark Andrews. And you sit back, you make popcorn, and you watch this game explode for 65 points. And you literally laugh all the way to the bank. You will be video of you laughing to the bank because you will win the Millionaire Maker by 18 points. It's going to be a laugh, a runaway. Be all over this game. You should know before this call, I did not care for this game. And now I'm all in. I'm all in <laughs> on this game. Uh, there's no talking me off of this. Uh, this is uh, – this is. you know how Vegas says they're, they're games of the year for like college football? This is the game of the year of the week. So just think about that. I don't have anything else to say about this. Just do yourself a favor. Lock in that team I told you about. Then, uh, you know, visit my patron and, and donate money. Um, and then the, so the last strong. game of the day. It's, is it Patreon? Patreon? It's Patron. Uh, Patron. No, no, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's Patreon. 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 I imagine there's a lot of like LA people that go, yeah, I'm, I'm on Patreon. You know? Yeah. That's all yeah. I, will be my Patreon. My, I will be putting my link in my Twitter after this call. So please link. make sure to visit that. Um, link in Twitter. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last game of the day is um, <laughs> your New Orleans Saints. Versus your Chicago Bears. Uh, I think the line's around three and a half, 39 and a half total, blah, blah, blah. Okay, the question is how much Mitchell Trubisky is too much? And the answer is anything over zero is too much. I like, I'm a Trubisky truther. <laughs> I will go down with that ship. I don't think he's terrible. I think he is not terrible, whatever that is. Uh, I don't really know who you want to play here. Like if Kamara's out, like maybe Latavius Murray because he's super cheap. They just signed Zach Zenner. Um, on the Bears side, the only sexual thing on that side is Allen Robinson, but he, Marcus Lattimore is going to be covering him. So I don't know. It, I don't know if Jeff King, since I left, if they do this, but uh, can you play two defenses? Because if you could, I might go double D. 
Um, <sighs> but I don't really have anything, Gil. Uh, tell me how smart I am. Um, I'm going to have to disagree. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm looking at um, Adam Shaheen and, and Zach Line. Uh, I think Chris <laughs> Daniel might have a – no, this is this – is, uh, no, zero for me. Um, Latavius isn't even that cheap if he starts at 5,100 at Chicago. Uh, sort of a get-right spot for Chicago, and New Orleans has been awesome with Bridgewater. He's been the game manager, but the D has really looked good. Um, he's just feeding Michael Thomas. But um, I don't like Trubisky. I'm on the record uh, selling every share of him after week one of this week. Um, but I think the Bears win this game. One of these Ds, I won't be surprised if they, they, they get a score and you kind of need them maybe, um, or if they're both just sort of solid. But I'm not, I'm not touching it. Um, I'll be proven wrong. Uh, maybe Allen Robinson. I don't, I don't know. Not, not for me. All right. Are, are you ready for the forecast for Sunday in Chicago at 4 p.m.? Are you ready for it? Hit me with all of the inches. 56 degrees and sunny. There's not, it's not going to really play an impact in it. <laughs> However, <laughs> I, do, I do still like Chicago defense. I think it's my play of the year uh, from a defense perspective. 3K, it should pro- Chicago's defense should probably be 36, 37, 3,800 at home against a banged-up New Orleans team. If Kamara's out, it's even more of a reason. Uh, not, I, I don't think there's one play that I like. I know Mike Thomas is, is always going to get love because he's Mike Thomas and, and can go off. Uh, but I think the Chicago defense should be able to contain him. He might still have a, good, a decent game, seven, eight catches, 80 yards, but I just don't see that breakout massive game. So other than the Chicago defense, for which I am very, very heavy on, I'm pretty much staying away. Um, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Nothing here, nothing to see here, nothing New Orleans, no nothing, no New Chicago, no nothing. Uh, yeah, no, so I, I think we can stay away from it. That wraps it up. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We are not going to build a team this week because Matt already gave you the cheat codes on how to win the Millie. So how you listen doing? to him, put that team in, put it in, win the money. Thanks for joining. Talk to you in week eight. Later, guys. Bye. Peace.